0: All right, one minute warning. Time is now 9.30, Latrice, are we ready? Yes. Okay, can I ask you all to please rise and uh, ask the Reverend Roger Mays to provide our invocation today.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here today. We welcome you, we ask for wisdom for each one of these board members and staff. And Lord, I pray that you will bless this new year in every meeting, every decision that's made, that it will honor you. Lord, we bless them with favor and with blessings as individuals, as a as a business. We ask, Lord, that you would surround them with your grace, your mercy, and your unfeeling love. Thank you, Father, for each one of their service and their ministry to one another and to the communities that they serve. Thank you, Father, that you are Protecting our nation, protecting our military, all the first uh, responders. We thank you, Father, that you are a great God and that you love us very, very much. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. Reverend Mays, with that, I'll call the meeting of the Board of Directors of January 11th to order and ask Director Ramirez to lead us in the pledge.
2: Pledge allegiance to the flag
0: of the United States of
3: America and to the republic for which it stands,
4: one nation under under God, God,
3: indivisible,
4: with liberty and justice
0: for all. Thank you, Director Ramirez. Welcome to everyone. We start a new year. Changing in officers has now taken place. Um, With that, we need an approval of the agenda. Uh, Madam President, can we do the roll call first, please? Oh, yes, please. Director Page? Here. Director Hoffman? Here. Director Ramirez? Here. Director Raleigh? Here. Director West? Present. Director Limbaugh? Here. President Cox? Present. Thank you. Thank you, Latrice. Now we'll move to approval of the agenda. We have a motion by Director Page and a second by Director Raleigh. Next item is public participation. The public comment period is limited to five minutes per person and not more than 15 minutes in total. Anyone wishing to address any matter pertaining to agency business listed on the agenda or not may do so at this time. However, the board of directors may not take any action on items that are not on the agenda. Latrice, do we have anyone wishing to speak? No, not at this time. Okay, thank you. We'll move on to the consent calendar, item five, the board actions for December 14th, and item six, bills for payment. Is there a motion? Director Limbaugh and Director West. Motion carries. Uh, new business item seven consider authorizing Mojave water agency to carry the watermaster administrative fund deficit until watermaster is able to pay off the deficit as funds become available general manager Anabwe you want to kick this off
5: good morning yes thank you uh, this item was last brought to uh, the watermaster board um, meeting in October 25th as a workshop to discuss. Uh, the current issue related to the deficit carried by um, Watermaster, and um, this is a continuation of that item, but um, asking for formal uh, uh, direction and an action item related to the uh, the direction uh, the agency wants to take on this on this matter. So, um, Carrie is going to review that material from October and then read the staff recommendation. Um, and with that, Carrie,
3: please take it away. Thank you so much, Jose. Great introduction, so uh, we can go ahead and uh, jump into the presentation. Carrie, can you put the mic
0: closer? Thank you. Yes, thank you.
3: Um, so to, on today's agenda, we'll go ahead and um, discuss what caused the deficit for Watermaster, the process of payments and the cost share that occurs, uh, the current Watermaster Administrative Fund status, options for the deficit discussion, a staff and consultant functions in the judgment, And then, finally, a recommendation. So the deficit for Watermaster occurred uh, due to costs increasing over time, um, in addition to the production decreasing uh, for those that are subject to the administrative rate. Uh, The decrease in pumping is due to conservation, and more recently, a wet uh, water year, uh, which brings in less revenue. Uh, It was recognized that the deficit would begin in fiscal year 21-22 and continue into the future years. And the Watermaster Board has increased the administrative rate, uh, which has uh, decreased the the burden of the deficit, um, but it still has uh, a slight deficit remaining. So although there is a current deficit, uh, Watermaster has been paying off the older expenses uh, as the funds are becoming available, but new expenses have added on top of that. Uh, The expenses that are occurring are things such as the salary and benefits, uh, engineering costs, and miscellaneous expenses. Uh, This would be like auto expenses and printing. Uh, there is a 50% cost share with Mojave on these expenses, uh, and this was decided uh, years ago, as there are, are some items uh, and workloads that are, are shared between Mojave and Watermaster. Um, however, at the, at the bottom it does mention that the legal audit and postage costs are paid 100% by Watermaster, um, as these are very specific um, duties for Watermaster only. So initially, uh, MWA pays 100% of the payments and for the cost share items. Uh, this does relieve the burden for finance of not having to do additional work, like separate payrolls and things like that. Uh, Watermaster then pays Mojave on a quarterly basis for the 50% cost share items. Um, again, that will be the salaries and benefits, engineering costs, and the other smaller expenses. So as I mentioned, uh, that some of these costs—the legal audit and postage—are paid 100% by Watermaster. Um, they finance. We're really careful to make sure that there are still funds in the bank account, since those are paid 100% straight from the bank, versus um, building onto that that deficit. So this is a slide that's been often uh, used often when discussing the Watermaster Administrative Fund status with the Watermaster Board. Uh, I'll go ahead and kind of explain which, what's being relayed here. Um, the blue bars represent the total expenses, and the yellow area above that portion um, are where the expenses have exceeded the revenues, or basically the the deficit amount. Um, And then these expenses here do reflect with the 50% Mojave cost share. The green line uh, reflects the revenue if the administrative rate had remained the same uh, before the rate increases had began. uh, It was $3.55 an acre foot for for many years. The orange dash line represents the revenue uh, with the approved and estimated rates that are shown above each of the bars. Uh, currently, the projected deficit as of today is $122,000, um, and then this amount can actually fluctuate from year to year based on expenses as well as production. As you can see, the expenses for uh, last fiscal year they were actually much lower than prior years. Uh, this is mainly due to Watermaster was being was short-staffed for the majority of the year, um, although as it, it is assisted in lowering those expenses, uh, that just isn't sustainable for them. Um, in addition, staff had kind of sharpened the pencils and changed in accounting procedure uh, for legacy costs, uh, which lowered those expenses for Watermaster and then going into the future as well. Uh, and then lastly, um, last year, there were also lower legal and engineering costs, um, mainly due to less time that was, that was spent in the courts. So, years that when there are more uh, court involvement, these costs uh, will actually be, be higher and um, unable for, for us to kind of control those expenses. So The bar that is in the grayed out area um, will be the next wait, rate that the Watermaster Board will be reviewing. Uh, the analysis for this hasn't been complete yet, um, and it will actually be dependent on what the Mojave Board uh, decides concerning the, the deficit and how they would like to support Watermaster in that. So some of the options for the deficit that we've heard from the Watermaster Board um, would be that MWA fully cover the deficit, or um, option two would be to recover over time. So this would be where MWA carries the deficit for Watermaster and Watermaster pays it back as the funds do become available. Uh, This does not impact the bank account, uh, leaving available funds for those costs that are paid 100% by Watermaster. I do want to go ahead and point out that Watermaster previously did go into a deficit um, back in fiscal year 2011 uh, 12. That was for $665,000, and they did pay that back over a five year period. I would also like to bring your attention uh, to part of the judgment that discusses the staff and consultant functions. Um, in paragraph 23C, um, MWA was pointed, appointed as the initial Watermaster. Um, It goes on to state that um, all Watermaster staff and consultant functions shall be be separate and distinct from MWA staff and consultant functions, um, provided that Watermaster staff and consultant functions may be accomplished by MWA staff and consultants. Uh, This is also subject to strict time and cost accounting principles, so that Watermaster functions and the assessments provided under this judgment do not subsidize and are not subsidized by MWA functions. Um, it is also subject that these principles uh, is subject to these principles that MWA sh- shall implement practicable cost efficiencies through consolidation of watermaster and MWA staff and consultant functions. So the next um, administrative rate discussion will be occurring at the Watermaster meeting in February, and this will be for water year 24-25. And again, um, that rate will be dependent on the decision of the MWA board for the deficit. Staff's recommendation is that Mojave Water Agency carry the deficit with Watermaster paying off the deficit in future years when uh, revenue exceeds these expenses. I'm happy to answer any questions.
0: Thank you, Carrie. Um, since we're all present, we'll be using the Granicus and there is a request to speak button on there. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody that, that or comments. So, Director Page, I see you first. Yeah,
2: I'm very much in favor of this. In fact, I've made the uh, the motion. Um, just reminder, we've talked about this before. Um, a lot of water masters are off on their own. The costs are significantly more. I know there's a lot of complaints about what the costs are, but um, if it was a standalone agency, the cost would be significantly, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 times more than they are today. Again, I know there's a lot of complaints about it. Um, I don't mind carrying a deficit as long as it's paid back. I don't personally think that we should just forgive it. Um, just one director's opinion, thank you. <clears throat>
0: Anyone else wishing to speak? Okay, if not, we have a motion by Director Page. Is there a second? We have a second by Director Ramirez. Passes. We'll move on to, um, Latrice, I didn't see anyone wishing to speak from the public or online, correct? Okay. With that, we'll move on to item eight. Consider adopting Resolution 1157-24 of the Mojave Water Agency Board of Directors establishing the pricing of State Water Project water for IDM and Antelope Valley East Kern Water Agency for the regional recharge and recovery pipeline power cost for the period of July 1, 24 to June 30th, 25. General Manager.
5: Thank you um, so this uh, Carrie is in a run through a workshop that will actually cover items 8 9 and 10 uh, for um, but as a matter of formality and for the adoption of races we have done each and every year we adopt them as three separate board action items one being that AVEC rate the second being the uh, water master rate and the third being that for construction water so um, carries going to run through one presentation but. Um, and uh, if you know if there needs to be discussion i'll leave it up to you how you'd like to do that um, related to each of those items Uh, this item was last seen just this tuesday and so um, this should be fresh in everyone's minds but with that i'll I'll kick it over to carrie uh, to walk through
3: thank you so much Um, so again yes we we have seen this as a workshop Um, coming back for a recommendation and we do this every year um, ahead of Watermaster. Uh, needing to send out notification to their stipulators by uh, no later than February 15th so today's agenda we'll go ahead and talk about revenue and expenses um, the background and trends and then finally a recommendation and again the recommendation will include all three of those items So the main philosophy uh, when creating the water rates is that the customers pay water rates to cover the costs associated with bringing in water to our service area. Uh, It is meant to be over a long-term break-even with a structure amount that is able to change. The customer demands and costs for water fluctuate each year, so it really can be a balancing act. Uh, To decrease the burden on these customers, um, we do maintain a rate stabilization fund, or um, basically reserves to help keep rates smooth uh, in order to avoid uh, any significant increases and help the other agencies with their budgeting. Although some reserves have built up, uh, we do anticipate some higher DWR costs that will help assist. um, The reserves will help assist in paying that. Uh, the reserves will um, help maintain any large swings in those rates again. So we've seen these buckets um, many times over the years. Um, I, I feel like the the color and the kind of the the image of them has changed, but still the same concept. Um, so I did want to go ahead and refresh what the um, what fund is impacted by the water purchases and sales. Uh, so the revenue on this. Um, display is reflected in the water droplets and the expenses are reflected in the buckets. Uh, The third bucket is where the water sales and the reliability revenue goes into. Uh, That revenue is used uh, to purchase water as well as pay for our Dudley Ridge debt. The DWR variable charges, uh, which is the power that it takes to get the water up over the Tehachapis um, to our service area uh, this is what is concerned for the water purchases, um, is what we pay with the, with the water rates. Um, but I did not want to go ahead and point out that the DWR fixed costs, which are in the first bucket, those are paid with our taxes. So the water rates are broken into su- two separate line items. Um, in the budget, uh, we, we have the water sales, uh, net of the reliability assessment. Uh, this rate is calculated using our customer requests. Um, for water each year and what will require to cover that DWR variable charge uh, for importing that water. Then we have the reliability assessment, which is set to cover our Dudley Ridge debt service payments. Um, And the payments are set up to go through 2039. Um, There was some discussion. I did confirm that uh, we did take on that debt in 2009. And that was to acquire an additional 14,000 acre feet of Table A um, water through, we purchase that through Dudley Ridge. Um, This rate is actually calculated based on the customer demands and um, it is in correlation to the annual debt service payment. Our rate pair customers, um, we have the R-Cube customers. This is Victorville, Hesperia, and Atalanto. Our Watermaster customers, um, they pay the importation of uh, water if they exceed their free production allowance. So Watermaster really is just a pass-through for that. Our IDM customers, and these are the customers on the Morongo Basin Pipeline, um, a- or AVEC, and again, they are somewhat of a pass-through as well. Um, I believe uh, General Manager Anitabwe brought up that they're higher up um, on the system, so they do pay a, a different rate than what our other customers do. And our construction water rates, or excuse me, construction water customers, um, this doesn't happen too often, um, but they are typically ones that don't pay taxes in our service area, so they also get a separate rate. So expenses that the water rates cover, uh, so the water sales, that covers, again, the, the variable transportation costs and the off-aqueduct power charges. Um, again, this does not cover the fixed charges, um, only what we import. The reliability assessment, again, covers the Deadly Ridge debt. And then we also have a local power cost. Um, and this is what it costs to deliver water to, um, again, the IDM customers, and this is what it would be to take the water out through the pump stations um, on the Morongo Basin pipeline. And then our R-cubed customers, this would be the cost that it takes going through the, our uh, local wells. This graph shows the trends in what we project in the water sales, which is the blue line and then what actually happens for the orange line. There is an inverse relationship between pumping and the reliability charge. So again, as pumping decreases, the reliability charge will increase and then vice versa. Uh, We have seen a slight pumping increase in the last couple of years, and Watermaster seems to be the main driver for the recent increases. Uh, This is mainly due to the Alto sub area where the production remained similar, uh, but the ramp down decreased the available FPA, uh, which increased the replacement obligation, um, or basically the demand on purchase. This slide shows the history and forecast for the water rates. Uh, The reliability is shown in the red area and has been slightly decreasing as the pumping increased the, the last few years. Um, but for the most part um, overall the rates have remained relatively flat we'll go ahead and get into the recommendation for the the water rates for fiscal year 24 um, 25. the idm and high desert power plant we are looking at a variable transportation costs of 350 dollars per acre foot and reliability uh, remaining flat from the prior year at 215 dollars per acre foot for total base variable rate of $565. The only difference is that the IDM um, has an additional $63 per acre foot, and this is, again, for those local power costs um, for the pump stations on the Morongo Basin Pipeline. The R-Cube customers pay the average energy costs of the facilities, um, and again, that can fluctuate, but we do ensure to cover like the long-term average uh, with energy costs increasing, their rate slightly increased to uh, 170 dollars. Excuse me, 170 dollars per acre foot. Uh, and AVEC again being higher in the system, they do pay a, lo- a lower variable transportation rate. Uh, that's calculated at 320 dollars per acre foot, and the same reliability charge as the other customers for a total of 535 dollars per acre foot. The water master rates are looked at for being in a range that we set in the prior year of 2% uh, to no more than 10% increase. For fiscal year 24-25, which would be for water year 22-23, the rate is coming in lower than what was anticipated in the last prior uh, fiscal year. We did anticipate the lower end rate to be $596 per acre foot, um, but it is coming in lower um, at $560. $5 per acre foot Um, as you can see we do also provide those two additional Fiscal years or or water years Um, again, just kind of showing for budgeting purposes that 2% but no more than 10% increase Construction water um, is typically a temporary connection to a meter or a fire hydrant Um, When construction water needs are outside of an area with access they can go ahead and make a connection to us Uh, The connection to us would only be if all other um, sources from the agencies have been denied. The assessment for this is to help cover the DWR costs for those who do pay uh, the taxes in our service area. So construction water rates are uh, comprised of the DWR variable, the reliability charge, DWR fixed costs, as well as the local fixed costs construction water customers who do pay the nwa one and uh, two taxes in the service area are not charged the the fixed components of the rate so only the the power to move the water um, which is being calculated at 565 dollars an acre foot for fiscal year 24 25. so those uh, construction water customers seeking um, the construction water who do not pay the nwa one and two taxes um Again, which are the the taxes that pay for our fixed costs, um, they they will pay an additional cost on top of the DWR variable. Uh, so the DWR fixed costs for um, a total of five hundred and forty-six dollars per acre foot, and the local fixed cost is one hundred and sixty-nine dollars per acre foot for a total of twelve hundred and eighty dollars. So, staff recommends the Board of Directors adopt the following resolutions to establish the water rates for the period of July 1st, 2024 through June 30th, 2025. Uh, Resolution 1157-24, establishing the pricing for state water project water for IDM, Antelope Valley, East Kern Water, and the R-Cubed Pipeline. Resolution 1158-24, establishing the rate to be charged per acre foot for replacement and makeup water for purposes of the Mojave Basin area judgment for water year 2223, as well as resolution 1159-24, establishing the pricing for construction water. So that is what we have for our water rates and again available for any questions.
0: Thank you, Carrie. So we'll take uh, questions on 8, 9, and 10. If any directors have questions, I see Director Page's name.
2: Yes, uh, a couple things. This came before the PFST on um, Tuesday, and just want to remind everybody that we changed who's on there, and Director Rawling, and Director Hoffman is on there with me and that's why I don't mean to be making so many motions today but as chair and I would request that one of them make the second on this. But I just wanted to point out we thought that there might be some discussion on this. We unanimously brought this before um, from the committee to the board but we did think that there might be some, some discussion so we didn't put it on the consent calendar and so we're welcoming it. But I would encourage either Director Hoffman or Director Director Raleigh to second this since it came before our committee.
0: Go to Director West.
6: Um, I just had a brief question. It seems like last year we talked about um, the fact that there's some other costs. Chlorine, I think, comes to mind on the RQ. And we were, I think we talked about evaluating some of those things. That, that's still on for later this year, maybe.
5: Perfect. Could, would you repeat that for me? I'm sorry. I, I
6: think that we talked last year about some of the other costs to our cube so there's a the power, right? That's obvious. Then gotcha. there was a the talk that you know chlorine is increasing, and I don't know what other costs. That's the one I recall that we talked about, and I thought we talked about it, having a conversation about should we be recovering those, and I just was bringing that back to ask if that's on the radar.
5: Good question, I'll make sure it's okay. back on the radar and, so and we have discussion. And maybe it's a moot point, I
6: don't, I don't know. Well, I'm not trying to charge folks more, but we also have, you know, like when it comes to chlorine, those costs are really going up fast. I don't know where they're at today, but I know they've, and there may be maybe testing costs or things that might be in that category, so just to be prudent about it.
5: Right, the rate adopted does, or the rate recommended for adoption here just includes just the average power cost. So you're right, there are other elements of general operation and maintenance of those facilities that is not recovered via the water rate, um, covered instead by um, general operating expenses. So this is something we can explore via workshop that we'll bring to the board um, and uh, for consideration.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Director of West. Any other board members have questions on item 8, 9, and 10?
4: Uh, It's not a question. It's just a comment. Um, I've never liked the idea Mm -hmm. that we charge a reliability charge for something that is a very small amount of our state water project entitlement. And uh, we didn't do it with Brenda Mesa, but we did it with Dudley Ridge. I don't know why, probably because the attorney said that would be a good way to get I'd like to see the uh, Dudley Ridge debt paid off as soon as possible. And I do believe it's 2025, 20. 2030 or 20 2039 it off early yeah I I, I, I just okay. don't like charging our customers for something that they don't benefit from long run if you look at the 700 acre feet at a 5% table a entitlement from the from the DWR that that's nothing uh, compared to the big amounts of water that we took just this last year so I would like to see a true o and P&R adjustment to the rate added so that people that use the pipelines that take water pay for the operation, the maintenance, and the repairs to those pipelines. Right now, we have no our own reserves to do that, which are, are plentiful, but they're not specifically directed towards any facility. So I guess what I'm getting to the point is that to have direct relationship between what we charge and what we do with the money, their money, is somebody uses the pipeline a lot, they're going to be paying a little bit more if it breaks or leaks or needs a new pump or something like that Uh, that would be nice to to set it up that way and I do believe most water agencies up and down the state have a system like that Uh, we did in the beginning here and then we abandoned it because of the inequities between the IDM and the Mojave River pipeline Uh, IDM had debt service Mojave was free so we came up with the uh, reliability charge which is a, a charge if it can be tied to direct reliabilities but these are not reliabilities from MWA. These are big guesses of what the state water project's going to give us in entitlement every year. So I would like to see the future bring a new water rate calculation so we don't have to charge our customers. Forty uh, percent of the water rate is built up on buying something that everybody in our agency uh, benefits from. that That's just my
0: thank you I think I can answer part of that the recommendation to put the Dudley Ridge debt on the reliability charge actually came from finance citing the bond covenants so yeah that was um, CFO partner at that time I I actually signed those bond covenants but I I agree, I think it's good for a second look. I would like to ask staff since we do have new board members that maybe we bring a presentation item to the board. It's good to revisit that. I was wondering too, um, with that
3: 2009 Dudley Ridge indebtedness, what was our interest rate at that time? Carrie, do you know? Uh, I don't recall at that time. I believe it ranges between three and 5% which isn't bad in today's market so we'll we'll keep that but if it's significantly
0: <laughs> higher and we can find savings maybe we want to look at, at refinancing that or paying it off but I think it's a great conversation to have with so many new board members so
3: if, if I can add we did refinance that in 2017 um, and typically you has to wait for, for 10 years before 10 years, we can okay. refinance
0: questions I don't see any so the motion on the table is specifically for item 8 which is resolution 1157-24 you're just voting one at a time Okay, that motion passes. So we'll move on to a vote on resolution
6: 1158
0: 24. Motion by Director Raleigh, a second by Director Page.
3: Here we go. All right.
0: Latrice, is there a way to change the title? Because they all say motion to adjourn. <laughs> Maybe in the future.
2: On our screens, yeah. If you look motion at the to adjourn. Screen,
0: it says motion to adjourn on But it's all got of the them. right item. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah, motion to adjourn. Now we'll move on to resolution 1158-24. We have a motion by Director Page. Hoffman, would you like to second that? Are you trying? Okay, we'll let you. We'll give you that. Okay. All Director right, Raleigh it. made the second on that.
2: <laughs> Stronger fingers
0: <laughs> All right. That motion carries. Um, we're on to item 11 managers reports.
5: Just a couple of quick reports, one um, yes, or yesterday, last year was quite a stellar year for water importation for the agency. Um, and um, I'm looking at Mike because I know he's been working on, uh, together with Christie and others, on a summary of what we accomplished in terms of import movement of water. I think it was probably record setting, so that should be a really interesting um, uh, summary we'll get on uh, PREO Committee. Uh, that we can sort of shortly summarize again the following board meeting but um, it'll be great to look back at that um, and then lastly uh, i'm gonna invite jeff up here for a quick announcement Good
2: morning president cox and fellow board members we have some exciting news in the Watermaster department we have hired a new staff she came on december 18th and has been working really well. She's in the back here, Marissa. Welcome. Um, so we have welcome. three of us now. Hey. <laughs> Still hoping for a fourth, you know, sometime soon. But we're we're, we're satisfied. She's been a great addition to the Watermaster Department, MWA family. So give her a, a great welcome to the the agency and present to you. So we'll we'll probably have her sitting up here before too long, doing some presentations.
0: Well, let's put her on the spot and come up her. and introduce <laughs> yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: I told her she probably wouldn't have to do that. Oh <laughs> no, no! no. <laughs>
0: now, Director Page started this. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Marissa, and as you said, I'm starting December 18th, and I'm having a really good time so far. And I hope they're...
0: So, where do you come from? Uh, I live in Apple Valley. I went to school at UC Irvine i came here <laughs> well we're glad to have you thank you You've got a good career here welcome thank, thank you jeff, jeff. Uh,
5: uh, manager's reports thank
4: you
0: okay we'll move to our legal counsel um, mr kennedy is there a legal report
4: thank you madam president members of the board at this time i do not have any legal report to present
0: thank you then we'll start with uh, directors' reports. We'll go to Director Ramirez.
2: Nothing new report at this time.
0: Director Page.
2: Uh, yes, I just uh, want to follow up from our last meeting uh, in December, and want to thank Kathy Hoffman and Latrice and anyone else who was involved with putting the Christmas party together. Just how much uh, I truly appreciate um, that that was done, and I'm sorry I had to leave early but uh, thank you both and again anyone that I might miss that was involved thank you for putting that together thank you
0: director raleigh
4: uh, nothing madam president thank you
0: director hoffman i have nothing thank you director limbaugh okay. director west no thank you okay um, I, do, <laughs> I do have an announcement to make, uh, based upon a prior conversation at the board level regarding the uh, non-compounding, whatever you call that Y rating thing. Um, I have appointed a committee uh, consisting of Rick Raleigh as the chair, uh, Marina West and Mike Limbaugh. This is an ad hoc committee, the intention of an ad hoc committee that it's specific in focus, short in duration. So I look forward to this committee working with staff. I'd also like for them to address uh, potential inequities in uh, retirement, which would include perhaps consideration of something for um, those who are on PEPRA versus those who are classic PERS, because there is a significant disparity in the the retirement uh, benefits for those two classifications. You'll have to find out from legal what we could actually do in that way. So you've got two tasks, looking at that non-compounding compensation issue that the board did away with when we um, did the increase in salaries um, a year ago. Uh, I think it's important for us to address it and come up with you know, what you feel as an ad hoc committee is a recommendation for equity there, as well as the um, PEPRA issue. So with that, we look forward to the work of this committee and you can work with Latrice on your scheduling. So now we'll move on to item 14, which is discussion items for next or future agendas. Is there anyone that? has? We've got Dudley Ridge that the board mentioned. Um, Bring back at a convenient time in the future Uh, We do not have a closed session for today. So with that we are adjourned. Thank you